Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Asia Town Voice. Asia Town Voice is an hour-long nonprofit program on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. We're on every Sunday from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Our hour-long program provides you with an inside look at the Asian Pacific Americans community, their culture, education, and events going on in Northeast Ohio. Asia Town Voice is volunteer-based, and we hope that you, the listener, will enjoy our program and give your support to WJCU. This way, we can continue to provide many voices with many choices to you. And my name is Yin Tang. I am here with DJ Alexicon. Good evening, everybody. Thank you for listening to us. And this is DJ Alexicon in the house again. <laughs> and uh, we have a special guest today, also named Alex, uh, Alex Duong. Yes, hi. <laughs> uh, before we get into interviewing him and listening to a lot of fun stories that he has, uh, DJ Alexicon and I, we are going to do our impressions of the week. Would you like to take it away? I would like to take it away. My impression of the week is related to Labor Day. Ooh, did you go to the Oktoberfests? Um, no. No. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> last Tuesday, I saw the movie Jobs. Uh, the bio pick of Steve Jobs and in the movie to make a long story short is the movie showed how passionate he is about his vision mm-hmm. but uh, in doing so he became a douchebag so <laughs> I see <laughs> so I guess you can't have both but in in believing in his passion and his vision uh, he is bound to run over you know, anyone is bound to run over people who will misinterpret you who will think that you know you're not a good person but i think it it boils down to someone having a vision and really determined to push through with what he believes in well you know i think steve jobs has always been a personal hero of mine um he knew what he wanted and he just went for it i mean he's brilliant at marketing and really i mean you you don't really need anything else you you need a semi-decent product and then you need tons of marketing trust me i'm an apple fanatic i'm not saying they have a bad product how did i uh, relate that well i'm not an apple fanatic but my um (laughs) my first computer was an apple IIe so whoa (laughs) i go far but uh how do i how did i how do i relate that to me personally well i spent the entire um, labor day weekend editing our past shows and <laughs> <laughs> there were times when i was pissed off that me, uh, there were times when, when i said to myself maybe i should talk to john and quit but i said oh, just for a few seconds i thought about that but then i said well i'm doing this because i want to be to have a part i ha- i want to have i want to have a voice in Asia Town Voice. The radio does that. We we don't have a lot of listeners right now, but it's sort of a mission to have a voice, to have to have some say or, or to represent Asians. Absolutely. So with that in mind, I said I just can't quit because, you know, th- there's a mission here. We're doing something great for the community and for a lot of people. Some people might ignore us for now, but I- in the long run, in the long term, we will make a difference. So that that kept me going. And in the same way, Steve Jobs believed in something. He believed in Apple. He believed in his products, in his vision. So he kept on going. He doesn't really care whether he pissed off a lot of people or not. Because he believed in this singular vision of his. To have uh, nice devices, nice computers, <laughs> nice computing devices. Yes, they are very aesthetically pleasing. And I, I really enjoy like the graphic user interface of an Apple. So I've used them for many, many years now. Yeah. Probably not as long as you have. But, uh, <laughs> but from what you're saying, I think Steve Jobs achieved his vision because that's what he wanted to do—to have people, to have 
for people to have an experience using his devices. In the movie, it shows that uh, there was one scene there where they talked about uh, fonts. You know, mm-hmm. while they were making uh, Apple Lisa. Uh, I can <laughs> Apple Lisa. What? Oh, see, you don't know that Apple Lisa came after. It's one of the first graphical uh, computers similar to the Mac, but it came before the Mac. I don't know. It's that. just too expensive during that time. Ten thousand uh, dollars per per unit. Wow. This was the 1980s. <laughs> But he was having a meeting with his uh, programmers, and they, they were discussing a lot of stuff. And the programmers forgot to put fonts. Oh and Steve Jobs said, "Okay, we have a word processor, but where are the fonts?" And one of their top programmers said, "Oh, it's it's not really pressing, you know. You know, it's it's as long as we have a word processor." And Steve Jobs glaringly said, "Everything is pressing." Yes. And then he fired the uh, the programmer right right on the spot. I have to say, <laughs> I I kind of agree with that. I mean, if you're, I do agree <laughs> also with that. <laughs> I mean, if you're just gonna prioritize, I mean, I understand the importance of prioritizing, but at the same time, you have to understand that everything at some point or another is going to be a priority. You can't just say, "Oh, this isn't important, so we shouldn't focus on it." But if it's coming up in conversation, obviously there is something behind it making it important. Um, are you done with your impression? Yeah, although I'd like to claim that uh, the movie is not based entirely on his life. So, mm-hmm. it's still there's also another movie being developed based on his autobiographical book. He wrote an autobiography. No, not him, but he was helped uh, during the last months of his life. I, I was going to say, I'm like, when does he have time to write an autobiography? Yeah, I, so. I think uh, the last six months of his life, the doctor told his wife that I think um, you have to tell Steve that he needs to start writing his biography because wow. he's, he doesn't have a lot of time. That's kind of sad. I know, it's sad. But you know, I can relate to the... Um, font because I had to take a typography class and when I first started the typography class I guess this is my impression for the day and when I first started the typography uh, class I thought this is probably the most pointless class in the entire world (laughs) I am like drawing letters I'm taking them in small form drawing them in big form and rearranging them and rotating them and using different sizes to create a picture all out of letters it was in my mind the most useless class in the world but you have no idea like how well I can look at I don't know, half the fonts out there and Microsoft Word and be like, I know that font. That's, that's right. That's Georgia. That's, that's right. That's Gilson's. That's like Hel- Helvetica. <laughs> and there's Ariel. It's my like background was technical also. So in high school, <laughs> we we have this calligraphy class that we write letters perfectly. It doesn't make sense. It's very frustrating because everything has to be perfect. Oh, you mean like with the slanted pen? Yeah. Yeah. yeah with the technical pen. We call it technical well, pens. Y- yes. Yeah. And this is actually, we actually took letters. We put them in the corner of a square and then we learned how to like branch off strokes yeah. to draw the exact same letter it's bigger freehand. Steve Jobs took calligraphy lessons. I think this is where he based. Oh no, no, this is typography. It was it oh, was okay. ten times right. worse than calligraphy. Calligraphy oh. is like you get a pen and you just write letters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it has been nice and it is hard. I'm not saying calligraphy isn't hard, but typography. I'll show you someday. I swear, yeah. it's you should Google it. <laughs> yeah. But, but um, yeah. Before the early Macs were, were the leaders in font during that time in the 80s because they're the only computers that show you exactly how the font looked like. Mm-hmm. Early Windows word processor did not show you. It just said it's Arial, but you don't see how it yes, actually looked until like. until it prints. Mac is the, one, is the first computer that showed you exactly how it looks like when it's going to be. Printed. And I appreciate it. And uh, we spent a very, very long time with our brief impressions. Yeah, because we got excited <laughs> with those impressions. We always get excited and at letters, some point. And yeah. letters. Letters that aren't even in the language of the country that we're from. So. That's right. <laughs> but before we get too carried away, uh, I definitely want to introduce our guest today, uh, Mr. Alex Duong. 
Hi. <laughs> so the reason that we asked you to come in here today is that you and your family have been uh, a presence here in Cleveland's Asia Town for since I was three years old, which is a very long time. So. Oh yeah, it's a very long time because I was telling you earlier. I remember Alex when I used to order pig roast in oh? their old location. Interesting. Yeah, and Alex uh, even brought it to my car, and he made sure that wow. the roast was taken care of and. <laughs> You know, I was happy with the service. I almost tipped him. I think I tipped him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if so, thanks again. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, but the reason that we have him here today is that he helps to run Asian Town Center. Uh, so, Alex, can you tell us, uh, for starters, where it's located and a little bit about the mission that you have for this Asian Town Center? So, it's located at uh, 1541 East 38th Street on the corner of uh, East 38th and Superior, about three minutes from uh, downtown Cleveland, a number of the um, highways. If you're coming from downtown Cleveland, this should be before the bridge, right? Yes, right before the bridge on the right-hand side. Mm -hmm. And uh, that building used to be a vacant industrial building that used to be, that used to house uh, the headquarters of Kitchler Lighting, which left, I believe, in the early 80s and moved on to independence you know that was not our original location that we had come from when my dad moved over from france so it was originally oh my God. so of course which that's where we were talking about with yeah. the pickers and whatnot so you know so 1981 my father had come over from france to visit the u.s because uh, my grandfather was a refugee and with my other aunt and uncles and they wanted to move into a booming city and mm-hmm. you know and in the late 70s I believe Cleveland was still doing very well with the automotive industry and before Toyota and Honda yeah. uh, you know came into the picture uh, well so during the 80s uh, my father visited often and then given with uh, primogeniture and how uh, the culture where they want the oldest son to always, you know, kind of have the family, you know, like all that type of stuff. So he uh, ultimately dropped everything in France, which my uncle's still there, uh, mm-hmm. run some restaurants there still, and um, moved over and, you know, bought the uh, old building that was on 31st and Sinclair right next to Slimans Corned Beef. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we... They started renovating and made it into a small grocery store, very, um, pretty small. And we kind of grew with the community. It grew a lot, like yes. over two times as much. <laughs> yes, it did. And so we kept adding and adding and adding. And there used to be a gas station right next to it in a parking lot, which that gas station, um, you know, actually, you know, was uh, vacant and whatnot. And we tore it down uh one of the uh, stories was that gas station. Actually, I think the mafia was, you know, pretty <laughs> prevalent. Here we go again with mafia. <laughs> in, in, in Cleveland, no, it's it's in the news, so you shouldn't okay. cut this out. But uh, there was like a car bombing. There's like what? a car bombing or something. Yeah, and so oh, you know what? Um, you heard yeah, about that? yeah. There's like a mob that's connected in Cleveland. Oh my God. It's, so it was so that happened. Movie. There's a movie about him. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm serious. So so anyway, so we tore that down. Okay, you know now we have a parking lot. Um, and, you know, we've been there, uh, kind of grew with the community, uh, and from there kind of slowly expanded and, um, looked for other buildings where we could, you know, possibly expand into. And, um, the only building left with, you know, enough parking, 
was that building, which originally was a one-way street that headed uh, towards Superior. So it was probably the reason why it was uh, available for about 13 years. Um, The movie is uh, Kill the Irishman. It's the story about Danny Green. Danny Green? Yeah, Uh, this is in the 70s when uh, Cleveland was part of uh, the mob route, I guess. Got it. Wow. Yeah, Um, Danny Green. That sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. The movie was shown in 2011, Kill the Irishman. Check that out, listeners. So so you were actually, were you there when the car bombing happened? Oh, no, that probably happened in the 70s. Oh, okay. But it's been a vacant gas station there. (laughs) Oh, man. So So we tore that down, and it was a parking lot. And so from there... You know, we eventually um, building on 38th, which is now Asian Town Center, and we uh, redeveloped it. Mm-hmm. And you guys did a lot. Like the inside, if you walk in, there's a beautiful grand staircase, and the floor tiles have like these intricate like lotuses. And uh, upstairs, there's uh, quite a few art galleries too. I love that place. The first time I went to uh, Asia Town Center, I was pretty impressed because of the second floor and that grand mm-hmm. staircase. I remember I took you there for an uh, open mic night at the uh, Black and White Cafe. Yeah, but before that, I, I've been going to the grocery because I always mm-hmm. went to um, their store when they were located in close by East 30th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And then when Same they thing. moved, oh, there was one time when I went there and and it's not there. I was like, where the hell is it? <laughs> we were, that, that. Th- <laughs> it threw people off. <laughs> you know, that, I like, we. I got sad a little bit. Did they close? <laughs> we, you know, we, uh, during the construction that started 2000, we thought it, we were going to be open by 2005 or six. Took a little bit longer. We actually finally opened in 2010. So it was a seven-year project. And of course, you know, there's financial crisis during uh, 2008 and nine. But we kept telling customers, you know, because we had an experience we're like oh it's gonna open soon and they're like oh when we're like oh it's gonna open next year and then you know yeah. when that year came it's open oh no it's next year <laughs> we got pushed i mean we we're passing flyers out so i mean there was definitely a lot of delays yeah you know uh but we when we did finally you know get ready to open I mean, we were passing a lot of flyers but still you mm-hmm. know I, I think uh people don't yeah but it's a small community people don't know you know that you've moved until they actually get there they hear but and it took some time for some people to find us but you know i think yeah i know my parents were asking me too they're like hey do you know what happened at asia food co i'm like "Mm, you guys go downtown more than i do i was off at college doing things so (laughs) but um but i mean right now you have asian town center it's a beautiful location you have a lot of a huge variety of vendors i mean you have um uh, uh, herbalist there is that an herbal doctor yeah. yep, yep, uh, yep does he does does he do the cool pulse reading and everything too yeah and he's actually pretty good mm-hmm. um last time we had our chinese mooncake festival or chinese new year festival mm-hmm. uh dennis kucinich came oh really he and he's actually a client of uh <laughs> dr zhu which is he used to be on lee road so he's been in this business for i don't know probably 30 years wow. and he actually had healed he, he he has a good uh client base and and you know continues to do well there mm-hmm. so um that's really amazing I, I actually need some acupuncture on my shoulder too i actually just need a <laughs> massage i actually yes. just need a massage but we do have a massage we, we, yeah. we have a relaxing massage there i've always wanted to try that you know they i saw pictures mas- yeah. they they do it like the ones in i don't know if like all asian countries but at least in china where you have like this comfy chair and then there's like 
two little stools, one stool for the massage person to sit on and one to put your feet on. And do they bring in like a bucket of hot water for yes, your feet? Yes. Yeah, it's really yes. cool. It's an authentic Asian experience. Yeah, I, I <laughs> need it, especially after Dragon Boat practice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when my lower back is hurting and my legs are hurting due mm-hmm. to old age. <laughs> and I think, what is it, like just 30 bucks for your feet? I've been like meaning to schedule. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I... Yes, I'm I'm like a massage person. <laughs> when I go to like Hong Kong or China, oh, let's go get one. You yeah, know? it's it's so cool. And I mean, there's so much walking down there. So mm-hmm. um, it makes more sense. Yeah, we were happy to you know we've done pretty well through mm-hmm. our two and a half years, three years being open. Now we have I think probably eighteen tenants or so, and not specific, but you know we, we really had a vision on the tenant mix that we wanted. We didn't just want you know a typical you know kind of an Asian or Chinatown center, and so. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there were a lot of opportunities to get other tenants in. And, you know, we wanted uh, organic growth in the community. So we did That's bring good. new tenants. We didn't feel that, hey, you know, offering, you know, better value proposition to existing tenants from somewhere else. That would make the most sense because we're not really uh, bringing any progress to uh, the area or businesses and services. I would love to have a dance studio in there. And we need to talk about that at some point. I'm running yeah. into some problems. But today is more about you. So we got that 800 <laughs> square foot space. There. We'll talk, I know. We'll talk it's, offline about that. Yes, I we definitely will. Uh, but but as for your mission, like you said, you wanted organic growth, and I think what really helps is uh, usually for the Moon Festival and for like the Lunar New Year, you have events at Asian Town Center. Um, are you doing anything this year for the uh, Moon Festival? We we're still brainstorming. Um, we're a little sh- bit short staffed. That usually um, my sister Angela. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she was, uh, very good at the marketing stuff and mm-hmm. she kind of had fun doing that. Uh, and during that time, you know, now she's actually in California. Mm-hmm. So, you know, at least the Chinese New Year Festival, but Moon, Mooncake Festival don't know yet, but we have in the meanwhile, you know, had, 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 had other events. We continue to try to utilize, um, our facility for, you know, community organized events, which, uh, I think we've had the, um, executive, director or something with like Ken Lancey and, and five of five other of the candidates you know there was a forum there okay there's been an uh there's a our auction coming up September 28th this year mm-hmm. for the year of the rabbit so it'll be the whole second floor there's been uh weddings and um there's been concerts where mm-hmm. it's a hundred dollar ticket really so 500 tickets wow packed it was till 4 a.m wow was when gr- was this it was the grand opening of the nail supply oh wow and, and I so it was that. it was a stage there's a catwalk there's when a fashion that? show That's when was insane. this uh this was in the beginning this is probably uh september 2010 oh, i mean okay. they have professional singers come in it was first floor was packed. I mean, Should they had again. they had oh yeah. I would love yeah, to. Yeah, that sounds like so much fun. Yeah, it was yeah. it was a lot of fun. I was surprised. I mean, people paid. They went in there, and I mean that that's the type of you know second generation or new marketing. You mm-hmm. know that that um you know we we like to be a part of with you know the rest of the tenants. So you know I guess maybe because I'm second generation, I still do have my foot still with you know the our culture and whatnot, but. You know, I I think um, the old uh, stigma of Chinatown and how how um, you know they do business and whatnot. You know, we've always 
me and my sister and whatnot, we, we, we have a different viewpoint and approach to it. And so mm-hmm. um, I, I think that's definitely helped us oh, absolutely. accelerate. So how long have you guys, or your family been in Cleveland? I, I remember you said your dad. Since uh, 87. Oh, wow. 87. Hey, me too, actually. And you mentioned uh, you mentioned that your dad was a refugee. Refugee from where? What His country? His grandfather. Grandfather. Yeah. yeah, from Vietnam. Oh, Vietnam. Oh, really? Okay. Was he affected by the Vietnam War? Yeah, you know, I think when, when, when there's, there's, there's there's government change and, 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 and political shifts of power and whatnot. Yeah, I think it affects everybody, no matter what. Wait, isn't Duong a Cantonese last name? No, it's Vietnamese. Oh. But, you know, <laughs> we're, we're, we're Chinese, but we're, um, you know, it's translated that way. I gotcha. Okay. My grandfather had a pretty um, substantial uh, bakery operation there. And, um, you know, I mean, they just had to drop everything and go. So they came over, you know, it's okay. Everyone's... You know, the family and everyone's still, I mean, they're scattered throughout in Australia, France, and mm-hmm. uh, Germany. And, you know, a lot of them are in the U.S., so it's good, you know. We, you know, I mean, things happen, but, uh, so you know, he's still, he's, still, he's still driving, and he's 93, so <laughs> wow. he's, he's good. No way, 93? <laughs> yeah. Wow, I'll never reach that, uh, that far. <laughs> well, don't say that, Alex. <laughs> no, That's depressing. <laughs> it's like 90s. Wow, it's... Yeah, well, 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 with, with, with medical uh, innovation and drugs yes. and all of that, they, like they'll probably <laughs> yeah, they'll probably grow you like a new eyeball and ear. Yeah, or, or they no could problem. just freeze my head. I'm good with that. Like your no. future Rama. Yeah, yeah, they could put my head in a jar and I could see what's going. As long as someone takes me out yeah. every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, uh, why did your dad take you to France? Like, I mean... I was born in France. Oh, I didn't know that. He was in France. Uh, he went to France because there was a cousin in France, so he went over there. Mm-hmm. And that's where, you know, I think he started and uh, opened up a couple restaurants there and um, then had us. All three of you? Because I know all you four, have a brother. All four. Oh, there's, yeah. I know so I have an older sister. I never knew that. No, no, no. Yeah, you do. My older sister is who you always played with. I, okay, I just had like an aha moment here. Yeah, so how is she? She's doing good. She has a baby. Boy, oh, wow. not a baby anymore. Yeah, he's like one or two years old, so she's in California. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's insane. That's crazy. And oh, you recently had a son as well. Yes, yes. He's four months old right now, so, so a lot so, of fun, first one. Oh, yeah. Congratulations on the uh, <laughs> Yes, baby. yes. I know, I when know. Was it? Four months. So he wasn't born yet when we did the uh, Lunar New Year. N- in no, not yet. April, <laughs> April 29. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> April 29. So it's, it's been fun. and. Uh, so how's the grown-up life? Good, you know. Uh, oh, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> you don't is, is sound the baby That's not bad. You know, I was lucky. I had My mother-in-law came from China. Okay. And she stayed for like six months. Ooh, nice. Oh, nice. So wow. she... They actually just recently left, so my son and wife and mother-in-law just flew back, I think, Labor Day. Wow. So they're like... You're gone alone for, now. So they're gone for like three months, so I'm pretty miserable. Aww. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty miserable. I mean, I've been eating uh, corn pops and then really? instant noodles. I mean, yeah, my family owns a three super... Times, yeah. Three times a year, right? You work yeah. it. But my family owns a supermarket, yeah, that's what I eat, you know? Uh, man, I feel bad. And, and I feel like there's nothing to eat. Aww. <laughs> so, I buy all your foods, man. I enjoy them, and then yeah. you're starving. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, <laughs> I am. I, I, I get my choice of instant noodles, but I mean everything else you gotta cook. So that's um, true. I mean, you the Asia Fuku they have like a bakery section too, 
Yes, and they have yes. like roasted ducks that are ready made and yeah. everything. Yeah. For and those of you who've been there, make sure you walk the whole building because you might have missed the back part. That's where the uh, the cooked foods are. Mm-hmm. That's where I buy my roast pork and barbecue pork and yeah. roast pig and duck. <laughs> but you know, Alex probably sees it every day, so he yeah. can't eat it so every I'm, day. <laughs> so so when I see like the Americanized Chinese food, like sweet and sour chicken, I start salivating. <laughs> when, when people, you know, see like roast duck in like the authentic bakery, they're like, oh, God. and I'm just like, Ugh. So, <laughs> you know. He's already sick of eating it all the time. <laughs> yeah, after, <laughs> 20, after 25 years. Yeah, you know, so. that's true. That's true, that's true, because I know someone who works at Applebee's and she does <laughs> you know, I get excited with Applebee's, but yeah. she doesn't. She doesn't want to look at it or eat it. She goes somewhere else. That's true. I mean, you, you smell it every day. It's like oh, I smell this every day. I smell like work. I mean, because then you have the stress, like the the smells from the restaurant or whatever. Will when you work the at the sushi restaurant, did, didn't you still? Didn't you? Did I want to eat the sushi? Yeah. Well, yeah, because I couldn't smell it. But the hibachi, not so much, because I smelled <laughs> it every day. <laughs> My hair was greasy when I oh, went home because right, the grease right. is everywhere. <laughs> but I mean, it was fun though. I enjoyed. And it was like, but it kind of ruined hibachi for me because every time I go to a hibachi restaurant, I'm like, I've seen this like 10 million times. Oh, with like the <laughs> Spanish onion volcano, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think hibachi is like <gasps> the greatest food. I mean, I just yeah, feel the like food's, eh, it's more about the entertainment. Yes. It's entertainment. I go there for entertainment. I yes, think it's yes. an awesome idea. I mean, it's a great marketing idea, but the fact is I've seen it like a lot. So. <laughs> but at this point, if you go there a lot, you could determine which one is the best hibachi because I've been through a lot of different hibachis over the past years. Yeah, I've really been through a handful. But and and mm-hmm. I kind of know, know the difference in taste now. So how about you pick the next restaurant we go to? All right. Good. <laughs> and uh, is it going to be Asian or European? <laughs> um, I think to keep with our Asian town, Asia town voice, we should probably do Asian. All right. So, but we we can do another um, meet the DJs uh, like we did with Cafe Tandoor. Oh yes, so. that's right. Yeah, but uh, Alex, I know that uh, Spark City Hop is coming through Asian Town Center. Yes. Or is it is the entire center involved, or is it just a couple of the galleries, or? You know, there will be a furniture show mm-hmm. on the entire second floor. Oh, wow. Um, there'll be live entertainment outside, more so like music and band and whatnot. And so, you know, we, we want to definitely engage suburbanites that are coming and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, interested in, 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 in downtown Cleveland and Asia Town. And so, you know, we want to entice them to, you know, have entertainment, come out, tour the facility, you know, and, and, and just kind of. Uh, not just, I mean, which I think is great, you know, lounge on the lolly, the trolley. Yeah. But, you know, come out and really <laughs> see the place, you know, because it's very, right. the building is unassuming. It looks like a typical industrial building. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really um, one of the only redeveloped mixed-use mm-hmm. buildings that's publicly accessible, that's mm-hmm. that's more retail. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think the powerhouse, you know, I mean, that's just like a single component, you know, where they're, uh, like I think there's a comedy club and a restaurant. I visited a lot of Pittsburgh Station Square. That was where I was able to kind of you know get some vision of you know possible you know the possibilities of tenants and and, and whatnot because that was an old uh, mm-hmm. station, an old uh, railroad station, and they converted it into retail. So um, that was in Pittsburgh, and so we kind of looked at that and then mixed it also with uh, there was the uh, Toronto uh, Pacific Mall. Is it Pacific Mall? I don't know, honestly. There's a Toronto, <laughs> a huge Asian mall in Toronto. Uh-huh. And so, you know, it was all kind of like famous glass and different. Huh. Um, 
Oh, you know what? I might have been there once upon a time. It's like three stories, four yeah, stories. Yeah, I've been so, there. So, you know, we kind of looked at that, too, and kind of saw examples. And, you know, it was definitely a fusion of, you know, a lot of different, you know, ideas and, 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 and whatnot that we've seen. And, you know, what's really cool is that you actually have koi fish swimming in, like, a little indoor pond and yes. outdoors, too. But I noticed, like, okay, uh, for people who have never been there, like, when you walk into the front door, which is actually off of East 38th and not... Uh, Superior Avenue, because I remember trying to go in there once, but I think that's a loading dock. Yes, yeah. correct. Because there's a that. ramp. It's unassuming. So. Yeah, <laughs> and, and the problem was was that building was a is very long. It's like seven, mm-hmm. eight hundred feet long. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason was they built that building. It was a manufacturing um, in a warehouse uh, purpose, and it was built parallel to the railroad tracks. And mm-hmm. so you could actually directly offload at the railroad track level on no the second way. floor. Yeah, and so that's why it was so long. And then given the use of it, I mean, there was enough parking, but, I mean, it wasn't like a typical a box or a strip center. Yeah. And, and the frontage is probably, I mean, it's got decent frontage, but the frontage is probably only, like, you know, 300 feet, but it's 300 by 800. Yeah. So we had to really make the entrance in the middle, so then we have a, a, a certain balance of utility of the space. Mm-hmm. I, I do like it on the side, though, because it's... it's I mean, the parking lot's around it, so you don't have to walk from one end of the parking lot to the other. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if I had my choice, I think ultimately I may tear down part of the building that separates out the parking lot, but oh. that's just the Oh, that idea. one in the middle? Yeah, and it's actually a daycare over there. So I Oh, mean, the, oh you're talking about the house that's just kind of right yeah, in front. No, not that one. Not There's that another one? brick brick. I, brick okay, I, okay, where I it. It used to be the Chu Chi Foundation, the Taiwanese mm-hmm. Foundation mm-hmm. that was there, uh... They were great tenants. They were there probably for five, six years, seven years, and then they ultimately um, bought a church on Richmond Road and oh. expanded there. And I mean, they're a pretty big organization, international organization from Taiwan, and they have offices all over the place. I mean, Detroit, California, you name it. You know, and then there's also the Korean Association, which they're still mm-hmm. there too. And I mean, they're, they're they're great tenants. They have too. So we've been. We've been pretty fortunate. Interesting. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I've seen the building. It just never really clicked. I thought maybe it was just yeah. They have storage. their own entrance. Yeah. And, <laughs> and they have their meetings. You know. So. It's, uh, uh, so. It's like a secret organization. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sure. It's, I mean, it's, I wouldn't say it's secret, but it's kind of like you know you have to be part of the group. But anyway, uh, when you walk in the entrance, it used to be that on the left and the right there were like these long and narrow koi ponds along the wall, and there was even like little waterfalls going into them for a while. Yes. And then I noticed that one turned into a rose garden. Yes. And the other one's still a koi pond. Yes. Why? Why? Why is the other one no longer? Well, so I'm sure people. Well, I'm sure people. Are like, oh, okay, it's a garden now. What was wrong with it before? I don't know. Nothing. But what happened was. Uh, that's um, superstition with feng shui. Oh, really? Some feng shui master came in <laughs> and uh, advised you my dad. You didn't consult with him before Aww. you built the building. Well, yeah. well <laughs> he shame. did. No, no, no. He <laughs> consulted with him before he consulted with him before he bought the building. Mm-hmm. Looking oh, okay. at it, you know, I did mean, the directions, and then. Well, so that's what happens when you get like different feng shui masters. Oh, I see, yeah, I see. <laughs> different. And people are probably listening like, "What the hell?" You know. So <laughs> we spent. There was a lot of debate and a lot of questions on it, and even the way we did the stairs, the grand stairs coming up, the feng, you know, feng shui. They were like, "Oh, it has to end up in like an odd number, an even number, and this and that." And my dad's like very superstitious. And <laughs> I, I mean, you know, he yeah. So he. 
we had to make that into a garden and not have water on both sides. Gotcha. I don't know. You know water I mean, on one side is okay. What about the water in the building? Yeah, that one's okay. I don't know. I <laughs> I look at it from, from really from a logical standpoint. I mean, I'm not an architect by any means, but I'm like, okay, you know, you have water towards the end of the building, something with some something with you know movement and sound and dynamics that draws people in. You know, of course, the front entrance. And I mean, I think one of my great ideas was actually the koi pond. So there's all these koi all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Feed them, and we had before at our old store we had this like candy machine that people put quarters in and like it'd be candy yeah, and we had used that machine before times. yeah so we're like oh okay so i was like let's 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 put fish food in there yeah we took it out i bolted it down to the ground cool. i mean i don't sell <laughs> i don't sell nothing for candy yeah and i mean uh, not people to say that food. yes so i mean you do every time you go there you should go to the candy machine and feed the fishes. I'm not they're yes. gonna starve because we don't feed them. Yes, now. you have uh, to feed the fish. You know, but I mean, I'm not saying we make a killing on it, but I mean, it is you know full. I mean, the quarters and whatnot, so much more than you know, uh, uh, jawbreakers or yeah. stale M and M's in there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So feed I mean, it's fish. pretty popular, and they they, they they definitely do train. They're trained to like look at them, and mm-hmm. yeah, they, they yeah. So it, that was. That's actually no. I I think that's a wonderful idea. I mean, Aurora Farms, you can feed the ducks. It's the same food too. I bet. So. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, feng shui is very interesting. But I think we'll take a break and we'll come back and I'll tell you the little bit that I know about feng shui. And maybe Alex can recommend a feng shui master to anybody who's looking to uh, feng shui their house. Yeah. <laughs>
Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for tuning in. For those of you joining right now, we are Asia Town Voice. We're an hour-long nonprofit program on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. We're on here every Sunday from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m., and this hour-long program provides you with an inside look at the Asian Pacific Americans community, culture, education, and events going on in Northeast Ohio. Asia Town Voice is volunteer-based, and we hope that you, the listener, will enjoy our program and give your support to WJCU. This way, we can continue to provide many voices with many choices to you. And my name is Yin Tang. I'm here with DJ Alexicon. And I'm DJ Alexicon, and it's still in the house. <laughs> and our guest today is Alex Duong. Hi. And he is the, um, his family is the owner and operator for Asian Town Center. And we were having an interesting conversation about feng shui. And Alex was saying how, you know, based on the arrangement of different elements around um, the building, that they were ab- at least became good when he was building the staircase because they were able to save a, a lot of money on it. <laughs> and we also found out that uh, feng shui is never consistent because there are different... Uh, different interpretations. Different interpretations. <laughs> so take your feng shui seriously. I know I have a feng shui book that was given to me by my mom about 20 years ago. Have you ever read ago. it? Uh, no, it's still pristine. <laughs> Can I borrow it? <laughs> sure. I, I just, okay, it's something like I just like to read these little For a decent uh, Chinese meal, you can borrow it for a few months. Well, I already fed you, like twice. Yeah, but the ferrets were not in the meal. <laughs> <laughs> I have pet ferrets and Alex always wants to uh, eat them. Skewer them, skewer <laughs> them. But he really, he really loves them. You should see the way he plays with them. He's their godparent. But um, a little bit about feng shui. Uh, uh, some of you might already know feng is actually Chinese for wind and shui is Chinese for water. And the concept of feng shui is about the flow or the way that a room or a building or house is aesthetically pleasing. And a couple of feng shui masters, depending on how you... I've actually met one before, which is why I can actually speak a little bit about this. And apparently he was like this huge deal in Hong Kong. And he was actually good friends with my father's friend. And it was just like a random dinner party where I spoke with him for like hours on end. So I I know a little bit. But um, if you walk into a house, a lot of people will do it based upon where the front door is located. And then other feng shui masters will do it based upon, you know, like the cardinal directions like north, south, east, west, and then the northeast, northwest, and yada, yada. But I was always told that if you walk in through the front door, far right corner away from you, that's a relationship corner. And you should always put things in pairs there or like uh, ducks, like certain types of ducks that mate for life or or um, turtle doves or whatnot, or two candlesticks, and use the colors pink, white, and red. And if you walk in the front door in the far left corner is the wealth corner, and that's where you should have like red, which is a lucky color, blue, which is like water, good flow, green, or like plants with round leaves that signify coins or put like gold coins in that area. And if you walk in and you go straight, like against the far wall in that middle, that's your fame and career section where you're supposed to put things that are, I don't know, like any trophies or awards that you win. And at the very center of the house or a room, that's that's you. That's that's your personal growth as a human being. And you should put things that are reminiscent of the sun or anything that's earthy and clay-like. And if you walk in the front door, like right against the front door, that's supposed to, I don't know, it's either like intelligent, no, it's not. It's personal growth or something like that. Maybe I should backtrack a little bit. 
if you take like a square room and you draw two lines down it and you make a grid, kind of like a tic-tac-toe grid, you're going to have nine smaller squares inside of that big square. And the three squares, four squares I've already described are the ones furthest away from you. Now, if you walk in, the immediate square that you're walking into is the one I'm not too sure about. <laughs> but if the square, if you walk in again and the square on your right, which I guess would be the southeast if you're facing north, that would be where helpful people are. And usually you should put like black and white and gray objects because it helps to attract helpful people and if you like to travel you can also put like photographs of places that you like and if you walk in and if you're to go to the east that would be the children creativity and west would be family so they encourage to put like wood and like a green and earthy tones there as well so can you say that feng shui was an early incarnation of pinterest yes that wow <laughs> That was catchy and funny. I, I like that. I just thought about it like, no, a few <laughs> seconds ago. My brain is working. Well, um, I guess we will. We can put an image of the feng shui map on our Facebook website yeah, for anybody who's curious about it. Um, I know it's kind of confusing to just hear somebody talk about it, but if you if you look at a diagram, it, it makes a lot more sense. And there's a ton of literature out there for this um, topic. But anyway, enough about feng shui. Let's turn things back to Alex here. And well, what's coming up uh, for a lot of people is uh, getting into the planning process for the Lunar New Year because it's kind of a big process. <laughs> Have you started yet? No, not yet. <laughs> Yet. But I heard okay. the uh, the music was great last year, audio and music. I oh, yeah. That, yeah, a lot of people were saying I that. I heard that, uh, too, mostly yeah. from you because you were the <laughs> DJ. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, it was very nice. I, right. It did work out very well. Um, yeah. But that's okay. There's still like, what, five months, four to five months? Yeah. When, when, when's Chinese New Year? Is it January or February? It's January 30th or 31st. Oh, it's, one it's of coming those. early. Yeah, okay. it's one of those earlier ones. So, <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, last year you did a very nice job with like Lisa Wong and DJ Alexicon and everything. You guys have a nice little stage set up and a ton of seats. And then you have vendors too. Those, Are you those ton of seats were all filled up yeah I'm they were you. even the benches too yes, that people kind of drank filled up <laughs> both uh, both days yes and lion dancing and um did you give away prizes for for i, I mean there we did some we did packs. i think some people won some money too really so was it like raffling or what what was it i think it was raffling it was, was it? raffling yeah awesome. um segmented or during the sh during the days middle of the days beginning of the days and almost end of the day and a lot of people won um majority of the people who won were still there towards the end of oh the day. really yeah there were a few That's who cool. weren't there sorry they're lost mm -hmm. so next time and there were things guys when you're there stay yeah absolutely <laughs> i mean if they're gonna call out numbers you better make sure you get your prize and i think upstairs there were other things going on too with the art gallery right yes yes so so we definitely try to you know be very inclusive of all of the tenants and and, yeah. and, and whatnot so for those of you wondering what the gallery is negative space is actually in atc we keep mm -hmm. mentioning negative space in in the past so now you can correlate both that negative space is inside Asia Town Center on the second floor. So before we started, uh, Alex, you mentioned that you had a couple of fun stories to possibly share. Do you have any of those stories now? Yeah, I, I think it's probably mostly with my childhood, mm -hmm. more so than anything. Uh, I was definitely very mischievous, <laughs> and unfortunately. You know, I guess because I was so mischievous, I mean, we, after school, my father would pick us up. Weekends, we would definitely be at the store. Yeah. Uh, and 
there's a there's a there's a American grocery store, Dave's supermarket. Mm-hmm. And so it was a summer day. Went with my aunt to Dave's supermarket. So I fall. So I went. That was on Payne Avenue, and we were looking at St. Clair. And there were these gumball machines and bouncy ball machines. And I was like, oh, I would like one of those bouncy balls. You know, <laughs> I mean, because we had a warehouse in the back. It was huge, and it was a lot of fun. Uh-huh. And we. Uh, so I didn't have a quarter. I couldn't get one. <laughs> and then my aunt's like, okay, let's go, let's go. Okay, fine, let's go. Later on that day, I found a quarter. Oh, nice, yeah. Uh, yeah, I found a quarter. I'm like, great. And I'm like eight years old at that time. And during that time, I mean, we're in Cleveland. You know, it wasn't like the typical suburbs. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, great. So I, my sister, which was four years younger than me, she's she was about five. I mean, I... Had a lot of fun with her. I told her, "Oh, come on, let's go." I said, "Oh, we're too. Oh, we're gonna go walk around and get a bouncy ball." Okay. <laughs> so we went, and I didn't know my directions too well. I just remember we went up Bus Street, and so we walked. I walked to the right on towards Superior because we we're on Saint Clair. So I walked up there. I walked to the right on uh, Superior. Oh, wrong way. Okay. So I was at BP. <laughs> I had some money in my pocket, so I bought two ice cream cones. Okay. So we're eating ice cream, and so just me and. My sister, we just started walking, and then so we kept walking down, so we walked to the east. So we're walking towards East 55th, <laughs> and we keep walking, looking, and I'm trying to find this bouncy ball where Dave's supermarket is, but they're, they're, he's, they're actually on Payne Avenue. Mm-hmm. So I kept walking, never r- ran into it. <laughs> we ultimately kept walking, got lost oh, man. for hours. And during that whole time, you know, so my, and when I was bad, I, my dad used to spank me. And this and that. I was just really bad. And, and, and so, I mean, when there were times that, oh, everyone could go to like, to my aunt's house or somewhere in like Sandusky, I couldn't go because no one Aww. could handle me. So I had to stick around. So I was always isolated. So, because I was bad. I was like, okay, so they thought maybe I ran away. Oh, man. And with my sister. So, I mean, it's ours, nowhere there. Obviously, I'm not at the market in the building. I mean, so everybody, I mean, we, we everybody, all the employees, <laughs> my, 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 my relatives, everyone uh, got dispatched out to look oh for me my driving. Goodness. So you really like bouncy balls, huh? <laughs> yeah. And so, and they just started having cell phones. So they had those, like, you know, those black brick cell phones. Oh, yeah. Which I think those are still, like, pretty cool. Don't make fun of it because I had it when I was in yeah, college. Yeah, I mean, they were expensive, too. I mean, they were expensive. <laughs> yes, they are. More than those iPhones. They were at least $1,000, $2,000 each yeah. because the technology was new. And I think if actually if somebody made one of those still and used them, they're, like, so retro <laughs> that they're still cool, you know? Exactly. Mine is like a bag. I remember. I have to really? lug it with me. It's, it's a bag. It's, like, it's huge. Yeah, and they start like getting the size of a laptop and thick. yeah, they start getting less and less in size, and so to get back on track, so they were using that, and they couldn't find us, and I mean we were going, and I'm like, oh well, where to go? Well, oh let's go down here, and so me and my sister we decide, oh well, my sister didn't decide, she just followed me, and she was like, <laughs> she was crying, she wanted to go home. So, oh, well, let's go down. So, I don't know where we walked to. I guess we walked all the way to MLK Boulevard. Wow, and I remember far. seeing, yeah. Are well, you serious? Well, we were out for, we were out for hours, oh at least like six, seven hours. And the highway, 
They're like, because I remember, because I could read at that time. <laughs> it's at the Martin Luther King Boulevard, and there's a highway ramp going down. I was like, oh, well, let's go walk down the highway. Oh, my oh God. So me and my sister, we're, I'm like eight, nine years old. My sister's like four, five. And I'm walking down the Fine, let's go walk the highway. And so we're walking down the highway. <laughs> and lucky enough, and I mean, a good thing, you know, I, I guess we were lucky that a. Um, lady in a car and i mean i was young i like cars so i remember it's like a red nissan pulsar it was like a two <laughs> two door car i was like okay whatever she's like oh what are you guys doing where are you guys going what's your parents oh i don't know you know well get in so we got in the car <laughs> we got in the car <laughs> oh my God. we got in the car yes we did she took us to a convenient food mart she's like oh, are you hungry do you, where do you live? Do you have your? Do you know your home phone number? Do you know your address? Man, you should I, give this lady free food. This yeah, yeah. I, I, knew, I knew, I knew, I knew my home phone number. I knew my address, but I said I did it because I know when I'm getting home, I'm getting spanked. <laughs> so, uh, I, you know, we went out and they didn't have. So we had to go to the payphone. So we walked out to the parking lot with a payphone to call for the police. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, geez, okay, and. Lo and behold, lucky enough, my father happened to be across the street from the BP adding <laughs> gas. Because he had oh used all his gas oh my circling God. everywhere for us. He found us. We're like, oh, my God. Da, da, da. <laughs> Time Got to hide. The car. <laughs> and so once he found us, then he called everybody. And during the time, we had wholesale. So we had drivers and stuff. And mm-hmm. everybody was looking for us. Oh, my so God. So there's at least like 10 people, you know. It's like a search party for Oh, very uh, much so. <laughs> for Alex. You know, because it wasn't a great neighborhood there, too. And. And so everyone came back, and they're like, they wanted to like, what <laughs> happened? You know, where were they? I mean, they wouldn't know what was going on. And so yeah, was, were you kidnapped? Or yeah, and so there were like fifteen people there. Yeah. You know, my uncle was there, and my uncle is was Siam Cafe on Fortieth. Okay. So he was there, and he was like, "What happened?" So there's Angela. She's back. I'm back. It was already probably towards the evening, like six, seven o'clock. I'm like, so there I was. I'm like, and everybody's looking at me. I said, well, I was out in the parking lot. I was playing. And all of a sudden, the car pulls up really quick. And these four people in there with knives. And they kidnapped us. And they got us into the car. So I'm spinning this tail out, okay? Did you forget Angela was there? No, Angela was there too. Okay, and so... You know, and I'm thinking, great, you know, I'm telling this story. And obviously, I guess they knew it was not, you know, the case. And just like, okay, so how did you get out? Oh, well, when they weren't looking, I hurry up, I opened the door and we ran out, you know. Do you think you can have a career as a writer? It looks like Yeah, (laughs) so, I mean, I had imagination, and I still do now, but... I was very much tempered, so my uncle obviously smelled it was you know you know BS, and he just grabbed me by the collar, he lifted me up in the air, you know, all probably forty pounds of me, fifty Aww. pounds. He says, <laughs> "Why do they need knives when they can just hold you like this?" <laughs> oh, okay, you know, and so you know, it's fine. So that was it, you know. And they thought I ran away. Why and would you really, run away? Because <laughs> they thought like, oh, you know, I was unhappy or I got spanked recently. I don't know. But I really <laughs> wasn't running away. They thought I ran away. And I made up this story, you know. So I was going to go home with my dad. And I thought, oh, great. We're going home. Spanking time. <laughs> and my dad was pretty diplomatic in punishment. Like he would list out what exactly I did wrong. Uh-huh. And it's almost like bargaining. Oh, it'd be like 
you always make your sister cry. You did this, or you got a, you know, a, a, a you in in your report card that's ten spanks, and I could be like, no, it's five, da da da. But one of the bad things was, you know, like if I flinched, it didn't count, so I had to get spanked. So I mean, Aww. it was so I and I mean, it was like real spanking, you know, with like the with like the chicken feather thing. Oh so, really? The yeah, duster? Yes, the duster. <laughs> so I thought I was getting it at home. Man, cause my my dad then ultimately took me to McDonald's because, you know, we ate. I was like, oh, you know, and I got home, didn't get spanked. I was like, man, this is pretty good. This is awesome. I know. So <laughs> Did they tell you they're taking you to the orphanage the next day? Yeah. yeah no, they didn't. <laughs> but, I mean, they, they uh, so, that, so that was one of the more memorable stories. You know, so oh. it, yeah. So I mean, there's 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 like a thousand stories of of this type. So I mean, I was I was I, I definitely raised my uh, uh, family stress level. So oh man, uh, yeah, that was one of them. It, it I was a lot you, of fun. I didn't wow. know you were the black sheep. Yeah, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. There was there was, there was yes. yes. <laughs> so, I mean, as I talk, I, I'm gonna throw in another story. So no, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Well, what about Henry? Was he always pretty well behaved? Yes. The youngest. He's the youngest, right? Yes. Yeah. He was pretty well behaved. Is pretty well behaved, and you know during the weekdays my parents would be uh, in Cleveland at the store or before they pick us up, and I remember he was pretty young, and uh, I don't, I would test all my wrestling moves on him, but before <laughs> when he had Pampers, yeah, you know me, my sister, and my older sister, which my older sister was very good, she had a very good maternal instinct because she's an older sister. And uh, she'd try to make us do homework. She'd keep the peace in the house, whatnot, and discipline. But um, I remember my brother, he was, I don't know, probably a year old or so. And my mom's out there, so we'd have to change his diaper. I remember every time he would, like, he'd, like, poop his pants. And it was just horrible. It was just so... Does he know you're telling the story? Uh, well, it happens. <laughs> trust me. I'm cleaning my son's diapers now, too, so oh, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's not as bad because he's only four months old. But, I mean, it was like, wow, you know, it was, it was, like, it was horrible. It was so smelled so bad, it's horrendous. But you never know until you open it up. So there's all three of us, and we would take turns, and we open it up, and there's my brother, you know, he's just there, yeah. you know, he's innocent. Open it up, it's like, whoa, it was like an <laughs> explosion. We would literally, like, laugh, and we'd all run away from it. And then my brother would be just laying there. You know, with, with the dirty diaper. Oh, jeez. I mean, or we just, like, we just, like, laughed to the floor and our stomachs hurt looking at it. Look at who had to do it. Poor Henry. So, no, Henry was very good. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, everyone was pretty good. I think I think uh, if there was the bad seed, you know, it was me and I implanted <laughs> it in, 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 into a lot of them and got them into trouble because I knew oh, man. I'd always get punished. And so if I brought someone along and... Whatnot, you know they, you know they, they could share. share yes, yeah. so that was yeah, that was a lot of times my goal. Well, uh, we're running out of time, so before we take off, DJ Alexicon, would you like to do Alex's corner and talk a little bit about upcoming events? Why, certainly. All right, take it away. Among our few events that's coming, and I think uh, we mentioned it earlier, was the Spark City Hop on September 21st at Asia Town Center. And um, on the same day, you can... What time is the Spark City Hop? I believe it starts at uh, 11 o'clock or 10 o'clock. Until? Uh, 6. Okay. And on the same day is also the Dragon Boat Festival at the Cleveland River area. So attend both events on that same day. 
go to the Spark City Hub in the morning or afternoon and then witness some races on the Dragon Boat Festival. As a matter of fact, I will be in one of the teams. I will be part of the Motivations Woo-hoo! team. I will be paddling. So I invite everyone, all our listeners, to uh, witness me suffer through those races. On September 28th, there will be a uh, gala to support the auction of the snake statues at ATC. Correct. On the second floor, I believe they have um, the tickets available to be purchased. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And there will be food, right? And entertainment that night? Oh, yes. Catered food a lot. I mean, you know, I think... It's always a wonderful event. Yes. Okay. it's all The food is always wonderful at all this gala. And on November 15, there's another Asia Inc. gala. There's um, going to be auction tables, cultural performances, photo booth, and food grown from local farmers. This will be sponsored or this will occur at the Ariel International Center, right? Yes. And I believe the farmers, it's spelled H-A-P-I, happy, and it's an acronym Oh, really? For That's interesting. Yes. <laughs> they're actually, some of them are refugee farmers as well. Okay. So, uh, so those are our upcoming events that we know of at this point. And a few shout-outs shout outs that I'd like to uh, do. Uh, Motivations for Cleveland. Motivations for Cleveland is a premier organization cultivating a vibrant Asian community for the greater Cleveland by promoting the attraction and retention of Asian American professionals through leadership, professional development, networking, and civic involvement. Their website is motivations.org available in Facebook and I also like to do a shout out for Yintang Dance. Thank you, sir. Yintang Dance <laughs> just started uh, a couple of weeks ago or this month, right? Or August. This uh it started about 2 weeks ago. Yintang Dance is a uh, dance group that teaches dances to uh young kids. Not only young kids, you accept um other ages, age range, right? All ages, all ethnicities. Yeah, and I've seen them perform and uh, Yin is the uh Ringleader. The ringleader. She also does her shenanigans with these other organizations in addition to Asia Town. <laughs> so check her out. Alrighty. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, tune in next week to Asia Town Voice. And we'd like to thank our guest today, Alex Duong, one more time. Thank you. All thank right. you. It was a pleasure. See have you a, all. Have a great night. Bye.